0: to that shenanigans all good uh let's do, all, let's do it buddy thanks uh i'm joined today by um crossfit games athlete og legend uh utah football athlete steve austin's broke back contestant broke broken i said broke back that's, Whoa. that's awesome well you see where my mind's at buddy yeah, yeah. steve matter.
1: austin did a did a show called broke back <laughs> <laughs> he might gain a whole new audience it's like it's this only <laughs> fans page dude uh broken <laughs> skull
0: broken skull. i have like these little tiny notes over here plus i'm blind as an f and uh and but yeah my mind's in the gutter usually tommy so that's why my <laughs> mind's go uh broken skull challenge contestant tommy
1: hackenbrook what's up bud hey how you doing
0: i am swell sir coming right off the uh right off of the rogue invitational how's the body feeling um
1: pretty good they uh <laughs> yeah they took it easy on us i uh that's good Actually, strained the muscle, but um, <clears throat> oh, <did> you? <laughs> it, it yeah, worked out worked out just right. Um, it was at the very end of a workout, and I was leaving the next morning. I had to leave early, get back for Halloween and kids' school and everything. So mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of – I didn't have to make a big deal about it and get carried That's off good. the field on a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the uh,
0: theatrics? You didn't want to get, go for the – get the sympathy points?
1: No, definitely felt. Uh, I, I actually felt pretty good. But I think it, you know, I attribute it to just doing one very short workout a day and you know, kind of designed to make us look good. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was the legends thing is a lot of fun, but um, mm-hmm. definitely I was like, it's one of those deals. Is like for a couple seconds, you're like, oh man, maybe I could still <laughs> do this. You know, I haven't really had a desire to compete. Definitely don't have any interest. doing masters um up to this point Mm -hmm. but then there's that little bit of like oh wow i'm I'm, like feeling pretty good you know i still i still couldn't do the monkey bars and i can Mm -hmm. do these movements and uh and then a muscle just kind of feel this like twinge (laughs) you know pop type of thing yeah yeah well and that's why i don't do this stuff (laughs)
0: brought you you back down to earth
1: (laughs) real quick yeah (laughs) i'll be doing rehab Uh, for a couple weeks
0: (laughs) Did you, were you at like amping up your training or hitting a little extra harder leading up to the
1: competition? Um, Yo, definitely. Cause, um, yeah, I've just, for, for a few years now, it's, it's just been, uh, basically whatever sounds fun. Um, I'll occasionally pursue little tangents. You know, I had a big running goal for like probably almost three years off and on. And, um, you know, I'd kind of have a setback and then try to refocus on it. But anyway, that's the, the training's really just kind of whatever sounds fun. So uh, for about the last six weeks leading up to legend saying, I, I really tried to um, just hit a lot of like biking intervals and um, mm-hmm. just kind of get that overall, like, cause, cause the muscle memory comes back. Um, if I were, you know, I do some bar muscle ups, like once a week, you know, I do some pull-ups once a week and, and just, the technique on that stuff is, comes back really fast. Um, but the lung capacity, you know, if I don't, if I don't have that underlying level of fitness, um, it gets nasty. You know, you do, oh, yeah. do half a workout and you're huffing and puffing and, and mm-hmm. tapping out. So, dang, um, yeah, it was, it was just enough. I felt aerobically. I felt pretty good. Um, I definitely didn't do enough, um, <laughs> you know, enough variety and enough of the movements. Um, yeah. To, to
0: move that fast. Speaking of like little injuries, did you see Josh Everett kind of pulled up lame there? I think on the, I think on the, I think it was a third event, I believe second. Yeah. I think it was a third event. He kind of like, did you see that all? He did, he kind of did no. something to his knee. Oh, he did something to his knee when he's doing the cleans He mm-hmm. kind of like dropped. he like grabbed it and he dropped. And like, it looked like initially looked really bad, but then he kind of hopped up fast and I, and he kind of continued, but he could tell he'd like, he was lame. Something, something happened to his uh,
1: left knee and he could,
0: not really sure. When I didn't hear the end result, but I know he it looked bad initially. I thought like, oh, there's like an ACL or something.
1: Yeah, I was um at the airport. I didn't get a chance to, to see it live, so I need to rewatch hmm. it. Um he was my partner on the <clears throat> on the second one. We did yeah, some monkey bar sandbag and some lunges, and that was he uh he looked halfway through the lunges like he wanted to drop the bar. And yeah. he was like came in second behind Dan Bailey right at the beginning. Um, and and he just powered through the lunges. It was, it was impressive. You know, he's still, he's the oldest out of all of us. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but he, I mean, he's in great shape. He's a beast. There's a reason he was like the OG, um, for sure. Yeah. Legend. So he he did quite well on that. Um, and, um, and those lunges are actually where I I kind of felt that pop. Um, So yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. Uh, he's probably just had a little
0: go a little too hard, a little
1: knee thing or something like that. You know, just just muscles get tired. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Most of us aren't well aren't used to <laughs> it, exactly just going that hard. I mean, we're yeah. still doing those types of workouts all the time, but mm-hmm. um, we're not doing it in the same type of environment where you're like trying to catch someone, you know. And um, yeah, that's that's exactly. <clears throat> That's so what I felt like happened. I was trying to catch Froning on some lunges, and <laughs> um, you know, I was like 10 meters behind him. There's there's virtually no way that's going to happen. But yeah. in my brain, I'm still like, hey, you you got to do everything it. you can. You never gotta know. Maybe set the bar yeah. Down. Um, so, yeah, the body just wasn't used <laughs> to doing that.
0: I got to say, I don't really like, as a spectator, I'm not really a big fan of the friendly. I kind of like when you guys first did it, and there was the scoring system. Oh crap, were you there? Were you there in 2019 when they did that at the at the head yeah. Too? Okay, yeah. I love I yeah, love that was I, fun. I, I I kinda liked it. I liked where there's a point system. That was pretty good.
1: <laughs> I am uh I, I'm on board with you. Um, mm-hmm. I I like that. Uh, I liked yeah. it in 2019. I was in a little better shape. And honestly, like I, I could say with certainty, not a single guy there or girl cared if they won or not. Yeah. Um but it is more fun. It's I think, fun. From yeah. A standpoint. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. To be honest, last year I was in a lot worse shape <laughs> and even this year, like either one of them having, having the uh, partner things and doing it the way we did is much safer for us and, and much for sure. For sure. more a- attainable. Cause there's uh, there's stuff <clears> I couldn't <throat> have done last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I know Chris Buehler, like he he's very open about kind of his training on social media and, and he's mm-hmm doesn't do a lot of stuff. I think he just has too much wear and tear uh, mm-hmm. when he was trying to compete and it was competing at the highest level um, on his frame. It, it's just, it's yeah. nearly impossible for him mm-hmm. to, you know, to hit those RX weights on the heavy workouts uh, on, on the stuff he was good at. He was untouchable. Yeah. But um, for him just to be able to, to, stay with the pack he had to do so much heavy yoke and back squat right and, right and just so much loading i think it really like did a number on him
0: i think uh I, I was talking to i interviewed josh bridges a little bit ago and he said same thing he doesn't do any kind of ollie lifts anymore just because it's like it's kind of hard on his body and he just doesn't uh like in a in a lack of better He just said it doesn't see like the value like in his type of train every day to day life to to do those kind of you Know those, those kind of lifts, so he just, I mean, he still sure. he still works out a lot, but even his he's kind of dialed back some of that stuff. Uh, with that said, Tommy, I don't care, I want to see you guys compete. Okay, I want to see a point <laughs> system. Okay,
1: I'll, <laughs> I I'll, I'll, I'll pass want that, that up the chain. Okay, thanks, <laughs> buddy.
0: thanks, buddy. I appreciate
1: it. I don't know thanks. how much poll I have, but uh, Listen. Yeah, you, you could. This get get a of... uh, Hiller, get get uh, a <laughs> yeah, the Batman go. on this. And there you go. You
0: Send out the signal. That's for sure. <laughs> that's <good stuff. laughs> how does uh, how does a rogue run event compared to like a CrossFit uh, run event? And not necessarily say maybe maybe you do, maybe you do think one's better than the other, but just like little things you've noticed. That's like oh, that's pretty cool that they do that, or or vice versa like that. Oh, I wish you know I wish Rogue would have done it this way, or I wish CrossFit had done this way. Anything, anything that kind of stands out to you? Like the the is the, is there a big any big differences?
1: um not not a ton I, I would say i mean it's hard to say just rogue run because rogue basically runs across the games yeah um, that's true
0: that's true they,
1: they are so involved in mm-hmm. in making that happen um so there's a lot of crossover but i, I think how the invitational is unique Uh, is and, and i don't know the finances behind this stuff but I would say compared to almost any other event I've seen rogue is doing it so they can put on a great event. That's, mm-hmm. that's a primary. Yeah. Um, with events like some of these, what were sanctionals, uh, Wadapalooza and, and granite games and um, in Madrid, you know, lowlands, these guys are trying to make a profit and, and <clears throat> I doubt they are. <laughs> so like, I, I don't think they're, you know, greedy in any way, but they're trying not to lose their shirt um so they have a lot more spectators a lot less paid help um and and that has a you know visible effect in how smoothly things run and and how people are able to stay on schedule and also with the program you know it's it's easier i think to churn people through when you have certain time constraints and you know just cram people into an arena and that kind of limits you on a lot of what you can do so the best thing about the Rogue is is because their parameters are different. They're able to put on this incredible event where, you know, it's super entertaining. You don't have to watch ten heats of the same workout. Like you, you have a lot more variety. Um, you have more variety in the movements and and the types of tests. Mm-hmm. You have the strongman on site, yeah. uh, which is you know just an, incredible and, and equally impressive, um, if, if not more impressive. So, I, I'd say the biggest differences I notice is is more in the you know, what they're trying to accomplish. It just allows them to, to kind of do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say the CrossFit events um, probably financially is, is not so much a constraint, but they are, again, um, they're catering to, to a massive amount of athletes um, more for the, the purpose, I think of inclusiveness and, and just to get a broad spectrum of, you know, different types of athletes and, and, I think that's great for the community and what their objective is, which is, you know, to bring awareness to CrossFit and to showcase CrossFit, you know, what's, what's better than showcasing CrossFit and how it applies to every type of person, every age group, you Mm -hmm. know, not just how CrossFit applies to the top 10, you know, fittest men and women in their twenties, you know, from around the world. So.
0: Yeah. It's a little, uh, yeah. Rogue's a little more of like a entertainment kind of event. As opposed to, as opposed yeah. to yeah, CrossFit games a little more like, you no, know, our main objective here is to find the fittest, you know, like that's the, that's their main.
1: And I like that rogue could push boundaries a little bit or, or try new things. Um, You you've seen that a little bit across it, but when it backfires, it, it backfires, you know, kind of yep. tragically, you know, <laughs> yep. like this. Uh-huh. There, there are certain <laughs> things that it's, it's really difficult to predict. Um, Mus-
0: muscle ups to handstand push ups.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those types of, uh, of (laughs) deals. And so you you have to take some risks, but, uh, you know, you, you don't want to do overdo. I think with the rogue you saw this year, um, you know, there's some delays, which, which might've been difficult and, and I'm sure they'll learn from it, but I don't even think CrossFit could take that kind of a risk, um, you know, and allow the, the fairness aspect, like at the games, I do not see them resetting all these heats and getting Mm. off track, Mm -hmm in order to, you know, to honor an appeal from an athlete. Um, and so when these people are, you know, putting it on the line and and you're, you know, you're trying to be fair. I think they did the right thing. I think they can learn from that, try to create scenarios where that doesn't happen or where Mm -hmm. where you can, you know, it's like, it's like in a professional sports, you know, with the video review, Mm -hmm. um, they're still trying to dial that in and figure out the best way to do it to ensure fairness, number one, but also not to slow the game down. So, uh, I, I hope they continue to, to push boundaries and, you know, innovate and, and there's definitely, I don't think you need to get too cute, but at the same time, it's, it's really fun to to challenge people in different ways and see how they adapt. That's, that's kind of why we're here.
0: <clears throat> uh, are you willing to give us a little uh, behind the scenes of like, what's, what's taking place in the, uh kind of the undergrounds there with the legends like before and post competition uh the reason why I'm asking because I saw Josh bridges and Spieler's uh, interview they seemed to be a little loose if you know what I mean it seemed to be a little have a little good time it was already uh was there any fun shenanigans taking place before <laughs> or
1: post after the uh after the workouts um it's I mean yeah it's all fun um I don't know if uh <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no, like, fireball 5K going on, you know, Froning's not, like, getting us all on the rowers, you know, no taking ke- shots before. Um,
0: no, ke- no keg stands uh, is what you're saying. No,
1: it, I mean, that might be an, an interesting twist. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, to some extent, where we just, you know, get warmed up, takes a little longer to warm up. Um, uh-huh. You definitely you know, we're all trying to figure out the movements. So like on those bar muscle ups, everyone's out there, you know, kind of coaching each other. And um, you see that with the individuals too, you know, kind of, kind of talking, talking shop, you know, Hey, how's this mm-hmm. feel to you? What's the strategy? Um, so just, just normal warm up stuff, um, you know, mingle with the individuals a little bit, but it's, it's a different, it's definitely a different vibe. Um, I, you know, I feel like they're there, a little more competitive mindset they're definitely not as loose as we are um I, i'd say i missed out on the shenanigans sunday night so i, I can't speak uh-huh. to that um yeah but last year i, I was there for the whole weekend um we, we definitely a few of us kind of tied one on um at the after party
0: that's, that's what i like uh, to hear
1: yeah that's i don't want I like to divulge to any any dirt on anybody um who's who's the most legendary <laughs> uh, from that aspect but i yeah. <laughs> i do know that rogue makes a good beer it's a good ipa and, oh yeah i had
0: a, i went to i went to the event last year it was good it was good uh yeah, was good beer. yeah.
1: it was delicious and I, I think they ran out in uh in 2021 so hopefully they the legends held it down this year as well <laughs> without me
0: <laughs> um do you feel like you're a giant out there when you're competing with those guys because you look like you're six foot seven when you're on the floor with those with the with the rest of those guys
1: out there. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, um, I, I don't ma- get it. You look massive. Uh, you look like an enormous human being. That's it's always just been so weird. Um, I, I came off a sport where I was, you know, on too small. I was I was yeah. always trying to get bigger, and then uh-huh. uh, jumped right into a sport where I was too big, and I uh, was trying how, to figure are you, out
0: how tall how tall are you six one six one okay, yeah. yeah
1: almost yeah. j- just shy of six mm-hmm. one. I think, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just a you hair could, under,
0: you could easily convince the, uh, the stands you're six, four, six, five easily, easily. easily. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, you don't see as many, you know, frames that small mm-hmm. nowadays. I, I think it's, um, I, I think it's cater. I don't know if it's easier for, for larger athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, or if uh, yeah, I, I don't know where that factors in. You know, to, mm-hmm. I, I don't analyze it that closely. But if you if you look at the max lifts, um, mm-hmm. even just one out of five in a competition, that that's huge. You know, if you're a larger mm-hmm. athlete yeah. and, and you can put up more weight, so um, I wouldn't say that it's like such an advantage. You know, Matt Fraser is always one of the best lifters. Um, you know, he's always in the top five, if not yeah. winning the right. one or a max lift. So it's not like you have to be a bigger athlete mm-hmm. to to mm-hmm. compete in those. Um, but I think, you know, broadly speaking, we probably see it's a, maybe a little easier to qualify if you're on the larger end of, of the spectrum. Um, Matt DeLugos is, is a freaking he makes me feel tiny. He's about six foot three, uh, maybe six, four underdogs guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he was one or two spots out of qualifying this year. Mm. Um, I believe at the Granite games. And, mm-hmm. and that was, so, and, and he was a guy who had the issue with the pull-ups, you know, the pull-up bar being too low and his feet were dragging, oh, which mm-hmm. is um, just a, a nightmare scenario for for anybody. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, so, yeah, I do feel like a giant to answer your question. Um, <laughs> I, I get a lot of those comments. You know, it's, it's great to like bump into fans at, at the meet and greet or during the competition. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're either like, Oh, I want to get my picture with you, so you know, so I don't look so big because you're like (laughs) the same size. Yeah. Um, Or they're like, "Wow, I thought you were a lot taller." (laughs) Uh Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's almost a letdown if I meet someone in person and they're like, "I thought you were a giant, but you're just like (laughs) kind of normal size."
0: (laughs) Uh Well, I bumped into you first time I saw you in person was at the games this year, and I was like, "Yep, that's." i knew it i knew you weren't like six nine i could have sworn even though i thought in my <laughs> head you're like six nine but yeah um yeah six one it's it's weird how that's like i know like Fakowski too he seems like a giant out there and i'm sure he's like six one right he's nothing too crazy
1: yeah he's about my height yeah he looks like a just a
0: enormous giraffe out there on the floor yeah. Hey, did you have, did you happen to mess with that rogue wooden pull-up bar did you fart around with that at all
1: yeah yeah we got to use that in the the first one um we got we got knockouts of bar muscle up, so that was great. Oh, did they use the same? my
0: bad? Yeah, my bad. I didn't I wasn't even, I, saw, I I for some reason I thought they, they only brought it out for the individuals. Uh yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I would have been on it either way. Um yeah, once, once we saw it there, I was like, Oh I wow, that was fun.
0: Heck yeah. And uh do you think they're gonna start selling those? Are you gonna buy one and put them in your gym? Um
1: no, I don't think they will. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't know what the The durability test on that would be, but I, um, it's uh, I mean, it's it's fun, you know, just go climb. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, climb up. It it was more, it's like that probably translates better to real life. Um, you know, especially if you're interested in parkour or something like that. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yep, that's awesome. Did you watch much of the individual competition?
1: Yeah, almost all of it. Yeah, that was great.
0: What, uh, okay, if you put your coaching hat on, what can, um, what can we do to help Laura Horvath out with some handstand pushups? Like what a, for <laughs> me,
1: <laughs>
0: Bro. real talk though. Like uh, what do you, it's such a, the, the, for how amazing she is. It's, 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 um... it's kind of amazing how far the the gap is between her skill set there. And then like how proficient and amazing she is and everything else is there. If, if an athlete did come to you like that, what would, what would be some of the things you're just like, Hey, We need to start focusing on A, B, and C big
1: time. You know, that's a tough one because she's got to make a decision of, you know, the cost benefit of, of working those. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to think handstand pushups are the the least functional, least interesting movement Mm. in everything CrossFit, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. probably some bias there Yep, because I'm not good at them. Um, number one. And number two, I, I don't have the best neck uh, from, from football playing. And so mm,
0: mm, mm-hmm. you know, to,
1: to really aggressively practice those, uh, mm-hmm. it does require dropping yourself on your head repeatedly. And I'm just yep. not going yep. to do that. Mm-hmm. In her case, I, I, I liken that to an athlete who weighs, you know, a male athlete who weighs 150 pounds, who's really great at CrossFit. But their max deadlift is 400 everybody else is deadlift in 550. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know they, they they say, "Hey, how do I get better? like how can I be more competitive? Well, you probably have to gain 15 pounds
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, So for Laura I, I don't I think a lot of it's just in in build and you know structure like how long your forearms are, how long your mm-hmm. your ape index is, you know mm-hmm. um, so that's not something she has control over. She could lose weight to be better at handstand push-ups. Or increase her upper body strength she, the, the problem is her presses her jerks anything overhead she's extremely competent at and proficient right at. so mm-hmm. basically it probably is just a factor of her limb length number one mm-hmm. and then her mm-hmm. body weight number two and mm-hmm. how much is she gonna lose you know what would be the benefit i mean i and I'm, I'm not saying this like as a critique of her i'm just saying those are the only two things Cause yeah. I'm sure she's working on the movement regularly right, and, right. and getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's only so much ground she's going to make up. I used to do handstand pushups almost every single day because it was a big weakness of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it helped me get from, you know, bottom of, of the pack, you know, bottom three to maybe, mm-hmm. maybe middle of the pack on my best day. Um, the, the last, the, the last, case study I have in that would be 2014 I I did the individual and um there's a workout with strict handstand push-ups where I think the deficit increased and then we had some some sled pulls it was like a froning versus bridges showdown Mm -hmm. um pretty epic memorable event of Mm -hmm. those two um and I was celebrating after the workout like if (laughs) I I probably wasn't on camera but if you had seen me you would have thought I just won first in the entire workout I was like more pumped at that finish than anything else, and I think I came in like twenty second out of, <laughs> <laughs> of forty five guys. Um, but but just to not get time capped, I mean I was I've I've DNF'd so many handstand pushup workouts in the past, um, so that was a huge achievement for me. And that's that's something with you know bringing back to Laura Horvath. I think for sure she can get better, um, and and it's probably not worth going through, you know, a massive transformation to do that. Um, I tried to drop from like 205 to 195 one year, just to help with gymnastics. Because um, it was, you know, I, I thought that's what was necessary. And it was way too hard for me, I was losing my freaking mind. Um, I I almost got down to 195. And I was just like, Going insane. I literally bought one of those sixty-four ounce bags of peanut, <laughs> peanut butter MMs. Yeah, uh, like the the month-long family size. <laughs> I went through that in like two hours. Completely gone. Yeah, felt yeah. Sick. But it was yeah. yeah I was like I was like a junkie. You know, first time using again. It, it was pathetic. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I mean, what you're saying that's pretty much the ultimate question. It's like if you feel like someone like Laura, if she's gonna be more proficient in that there's a good ch- there's a good chance something else might start to take like a you know become a become more of like a weakness instead of a strength um, absolutely
1: because,
0: i mean long run obviously didn't really matter <laughs> she's kind of she kind of dominated um
1: yeah it's but, gonna happen once it, it's almost like clockwork that there's one handstand push-up workout yeah mm-hmm. um it, it's like just almost ingrained in in mm-hmm. like you know like like it's doctrine or something i don't mm-hmm. know why um mm-hmm. but it's not the worst thing in the world for her right. if, she, if she knows you know at least not every workout's gonna have that right um what are some er- other areas she can get better because i think you can mm-hmm. be lousy at handstand push-ups and great at handstand walks mm-hmm. um you yeah, could so- be you know her, her muscle up she did great on that muscle up. yeah workout. she's like
0: amazing she's amazing at muscle ups yeah
1: absolutely and, and you mm-hmm. can see how efficient and also how calculated she was she knew exactly when to switch from a, a kind of a fluid kip right out of the transition mm-hmm. to pausing and using a huge knee drive um to kip and she did it perfectly you know yep. as, as evidence that she just really knows what her limits are and what her capacity mm-hmm. is and, mm-hmm. and just a great execution for her on on that muscle up workout
0: do you think it's um cool to watch events like this when there's um you know like someone like tia not in it like you think it's better for the sport like that there's not too because when Matt and Tia were competing it was pretty much okay we're all here for second place it seemed like and Mm -hmm. so do you think it's more is it more exciting for you or what is more exciting for do you like seeing like like dominant athletes kind of take over for three four five years or do you like it kind of more more so, how it is now, where it's kind of like kind of comes down to the last couple workouts to see who's this who's the champ.
1: Uh, I, I hate the the dominant, you know, competition's already been decided and yeah. before the end. Um, so last year like, was pretty good like, had a bad weekend. <laughs> I
0: was to say you're like you're like me. You've already had an ass full of Justin Maderos, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's 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 doing it in an exciting fashion. No, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, but I, I don't like seeing the same names on top every year. And it's, I, you know, maybe that's a hater in me. Um, but it's just, it's more exciting when, sure. when you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, which, you know, I think Justin's done a good job of, of keeping it exciting. For sure. Uh, yeah. he, he lets everyone hang in there a little <laughs> he bit. Um, uh-huh. He is until a... the end of it just Somehow sneaks, you know, n- not sneaky. He's, he just consistently. Um, you know, taking care of business.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like three, four or five, like every single workout, like every time it's like, a, yeah. And he's, uh, I think he's maybe one of the best like pacers I've ever seen. He's like, man, the last 30 seconds or 45 seconds, he just knows how exactly where to finish reason to walk through, you know, either win it or like I said, top three, four, five, every single time.
1: Um, yeah, but- he's got that negative split. Um, I don't know if he, he trains that way of practices. I, I've, used to train that way a lot especially with uh, monostructural stuff but mm-hmm. um i that's a great observation by you like justin definitely oftentimes is is kind of middle of the pack at the beginning mm-hmm. he's he's very good about not going out too hard and and just going out and getting into a rhythm and
0: mm-hmm. then he's
1: able to kind of crank it up a notch at the end mm-hmm. um yeah he's he's done that quite a few times he did that a few times over the weekend Mm-hmm. But I mean, but think- he made mistakes, you know. He's he's not so dominant like Matt mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. Um, in Matt's prime. You know, Matt mm-hmm. Matt was just able to consistently win about half the workouts or, or finish in the top two, mm-hmm. and then you know he didn't suck at anything else. But mm-hmm. um, he he had so many strengths, um, mm-hmm. and and is kind of the same way. You know, to yeah. be she's consistently first or second in every max lift and every yep. long endurance event. So. Mm-hmm. You take those out of the equation um, and, and then there's kind of the more middle of the road events that might, there might be some more chance in it, uh,
0: mm-hmm. especially
1: if it's a fast event. If you got a, an athlete who just happens to be really good at, at one movement and a little bit faster than her, they can take those spots, but she's not going to give up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also with the endurance, like if, if you're the, can crush people in endurance event, you can almost pace it. And then yeah. how much better is your recovery the next day? If, if you're given... You eighty five percent effort, where everyone else is having to, you know, completely empty the tank, because uh, those take a lot out of you. The you know, the long runs and, and oh right, mm-hmm. forty five minute to, to sixty minute workouts.
0: Did your heart break at the end there, watching Patty V with like three reps to go, four reps to go?
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god! I'm um, so, I'm so yeah. sad for him, man. I, I don't so... want to make this uh, all about me, but I, I can <laughs> – I, I can totally relate to that, and please uh, do. Yeah, I, I love, I love that he did it. Uh, I'm so, like, I'm so pumped to see that. Same. Uh, I did something similar, but not, you know, it wasn't as, uh, as obvious because I, I was not in the same striking distance he was. Um, mm-hmm. But in again, my last year in 2014, I mathematically had a chance to take the top spot. You know, it, it was Rich Froning's last win. Mm -hmm. he absolutely crushed the last two workouts and you know there's no there's no way anyone was really gonna beat him but um yeah the last two workouts one was a a Mm -hmm. rope climb up a thick rope and a few overhead squats and then the next one was a double grace and um so i ran the math and i was like and and this is you know in hindsight kind of like with patty v it was it was kind of dumb but i think (laughs) i was in in fourth uh just a couple points behind bridges or something like that like all i had to do is was beat him barely and and Mm -hmm. would have maybe taken that third podium spot Mm -hmm. Uh, but i i went full send on those road climbs (laughs) because i was like i have to win both right and then rich has to really you know rich and matt both have to to lose some points
0: right right Mm -hmm.
1: and uh and so i I went you know just crazy Mm -hmm. and failed a rope climb like lost all the skin on one of my fingers <laughs> sliding down uh, you know basically failed my last rope climb uh, right. about two feet from the top and again in hindsight it wouldn't have made a difference those guys he, rich would have beat me on that workout anyway it, it was game over I, I might have taken a podium spot if i had paced a little bit and been smarter i ended up finishing six um, Jason Kalipa, um had a, you know, I I don't even know if he paced, but he he had a pretty solid finish on both of them. He he executed and he was able to move up. I think he was uh, fifth or sixth or maybe fifth place and jumped up into that third place spot. Um, but anyway, when I saw Pat do that, I was like, I was actually really excited because you know why why show up if you have a chance to take first? Like why right. not go for it? Who um, wants
0: who wants fourth or fifth? Nobody wants that. Do you got I mean, if you have the opportunity to do it, I, I loved it. I, I mean. Yeah. You got it. You got to go for the win.
1: Got it. Yeah. If it's, if, if you're choosing, you know, you have three options, play it safe and get third, um, go for it and either take first or take fifth. Yep. I'd, I'd go for it every time.
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know. It was, I know it's a huge. Uh,
1: Someone in the comments is asking what the money difference is. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what the money yeah. is.
0: <laughs> I know. I think his most recent video was like, uh, see so yeah, how you can lose uh $200,000 and two reps or something like that. He said uh, the title of yeah. it's pretty funny. I know, but go, for, I mean, I, like I said, I loved it and I think it's a, got the, the opp- whole rest of his life to make money. <laughs> Seriously, man, you've got the opportunity to, especially if you have the opportunity to take down the
1: champ too. take, got to yeah. go for it, man. You totally got to go for it. Um, no, I was, I was proud of him. I would encourage that move every single time. I mean, I, I think there's also a way to do that move um, and not completely fall apart like you know it's it's not like it's not like oh that was really smart of pat to just blow up that was really (laughs) smart of tommy to to skid down the rope (laughs) um no you should i mean at at the same time you should do the best you can on the workout but yeah Uh you know early in the competition guys don't take those chances
0: yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and and that's okay but on the Mm -hmm. last workout to to go to push a little further than you think and It shows two things. It shows that that you really want to win, number one, and number two, it shows that that you trust your preparation. And Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't always work out for you. But but Pat trusted that when he needed to call on that that extra gear, you know, that it would be there. Unfortunately, it wasn't. But you should trust your preparation going in. I mean, oh yeah, there's the amount of hours he puts into training. If if he had to go through the whole competition and play it safe, you know, he wouldn't be. He, he wouldn't even be a top fifty crossfit athlete. Um, you you got to have a little bit of craziness. Yeah, for sure.
0: I was listening to you talk with uh, Eddie Ift um, on the Wadcast podcast, and I was curious how your bench, your bench press, is coming along. They said you you failed two seventy five, and you said you've never really failed below three hundred. Which uh, hashtag yeah. hum, humble brag? Real fast there.
1: Uh, <laughs> not, I mean, not not for a while.
0: Yeah, how's the bench press coming?
1: Uh I did 300 for 2 the the day before I went to the rogue so See heck yeah, buddy yeah back up um in the realm of respectability mm-hmm. um yeah if you can't if you can't bench two plates on the bar for 10 reps and uh and over 300 for one then you probably don't deserve to call yourself a man
0: How dare you sir fair <laughs> you sir um you keep saying you're not really that good shape what does that what does that mean like you you're how many times a week are you working out what's your what's your training schedule looking like right now for
1: someone,
0: um for someone who's not in shape, apparently,
1: yeah, it's four to five times a week I'll usually get something in um, I'd say I really like doing the core lifts. I really like to deadlift once a week. I really like to squat once a week. Um, I'll just kind of mix it up, switch off between back and front squats. I'll, if anything's funky, I'll go a little lighter and, and do like tempo or, or pauses at the bottom. And, um, you know, if I'm feeling better, I'll just hit some pretty standard, you know, 80, 90% of max. Um, I, I've really enjoyed running for you know the past hmm. five or six years, but I've just had a, um, I have to be cautious with it you know i, I go through these spurts where i'll overdo it gross. and um yeah gross dude gross. so running's fun one, once a week has been good lately um yeah. and then lots of biking i, I uh
0: <clears throat> i like to oh. mix
1: a bike with almost anything
0: i do like i do like biking uh i i just rode my buddy's e-bike the other day for the first time holy moly have you ever ridden one of those things no they look fun you could you could do like
1: uphill mountain bike game. courses and
0: game changer crushing yep G- absolute game changer it's like it's I a mean, it just take it just takes like your like your ten percent effort and turns it into like eighty percent effort you just like enhances your enhances your power it's pretty it's pretty awesome dude good stuff yeah those
1: those look really fun yeah um, I I'd say like the knock on them when I first saw him I'm like oh that's bullshit and I've getting it worked <laughs> out but then I think about I've I'm not a avid mountain biker but going downhill on a mountain bike is a great workout Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're not really pedaling like like you're not yeah you're just using gravity Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. the e-bike is probably i've never been on one but i assume Mm -hmm. it's the same type of thing where you get a different type of workout Mm -hmm, Uh, yeah you're definitely not you know getting a hard pedaling workout though yeah
0: yeah and uh for my for my buddies in my buddy's case he says he you know he starts he bikes longer now too. Like he adds like another couple hours to his ride just because he can, you know, he has the, you know, the energy to do that more instead of just a traditional mountain bike. Uh, I want to switch gears and get controversial with you and ask you about, um, ask you about, uh, what's up with the judging? Um, how can we make it more consistent? And the reason why I'm asking, I don't know if you saw, uh, back to the, back to
1: the rogue a little bit. Are we talking about <laughs> the rope climb overhead squat? <laughs> I got a, I, I definitely got okay. opinion on this. Is that what Okay, you're
0: going well, with? Uh, I mean, yeah, you're talking about the you know, the, the rogue, right? The rogue invitation. Yeah. Yeah. For, yes. And then, uh, there was there was the one, one in the middle. There you <laughs>
1: go. Yeah. So I'm okay. sitting up in the stands. I'm sitting go. up there uh, with my son and Andy Sakamoto and, and uh, two people who I didn't know in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I saw Krennikov go through the workout, and he got like three no reps. And I, you mm-hmm. know, the first catch into the squat snatch he doesn't have the prettiest squat mm-hmm. um and he and he's not going to it's, it's the way he's built so i'm, I'm not gonna you know I'm, I'm not gonna accuse i don't know I, I'll, I'll kind of defend him here because some people have really beautiful squats and it's just easy to call good reps and then you see someone like roman and it just kind of looks off and, and what judges are usually told is if it if it looks like a no rep it's probably a no rep it's like no that's just an ugly squat it's yep. not a it's not a, a no rep squad, but mm-hmm. maybe his first one was a no rep. Um, from my vantage point, I didn't think the other ones were. So I was like, oh, man, that sucks. You know, that just ruined the workout for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I started watching that lane and it was like everyone, like BKG, he moves perfectly, right? Yep. Perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Rep seven,
1: a no reps called, just out of the blue. And it's like everyone who went through that lane who, who looked great, would get a no rep right about rep, rep six, seven, eight. Oh, one her. of those. I'm like, this judge is the undisputed champion of no reps. It's like, it's <laughs> as think- if she had to call one. And I mean, that's a really tough position because they're moving so fast and and you're probably brief that you got to hold mm-hmm, these guys mm-hmm, accountable. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what I was mostly watching is the depth. Um, and it's hard to see that lockout at the top. So you, know, you always give the judge a benefit of the doubt, but it was it was almost hilarious because I was like, I bet this judge is, you know, Justin Medeiros' cousin. I think she's been paid off. Like, I was totally joking around.
0: Right, I got And you. then
1: three more athletes go through and they keep getting no reps. And then all of a sudden, the, the last heat, Justin's in lane three. They move the judge to lane five. I saw that. I saw and she called that. no reps on lane five. I'm like, she is. She is paid off by Justin. Like, I. it, it had to have just been a coincidence. But sure. yeah, 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 it was – it was insane that every single athlete she's calling no reps on some of them two to three. And if, if they looked perfect mm-hmm. where I was sitting, she, mm-hmm. she'd always call one. It was like mandatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't understand it. I I've mm-hmm. never, I, and, and it's, you know, that type of stuff is difficult. And I almost wonder if they kind of noticed too late and, um, <laughs> And that's why she was moved, you know, but as a head judge, you, you got to defend your judges. Number one, number two, you, you can only, you can only work with the information you have on the fly. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like you can go back and restart it. Yeah. Um, yeah, when uh, we I got, would... got someone in the comments. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. I love that. Uh, the rumor is that T and Matt complained yeah. the judges making the event look bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I was maybe that's true. Other
1: people notice it. You noticed it. I don't know if the commentators are talking about it, but I know it was very early and you know, thought it was a one off. And then as it kept Mm -hmm. happening, it started to become a real Mm -hmm. obvious problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, the kind of Justin's history, he's pretty good about not like he's almost he hardly ever gets no rep, and 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 rightfully so, his form is usually pretty like right on i think he really you know emphasizes to make sure he doesn't get no rep on something like that and so when he was ready to set to go down that lane i was like i want to see this i think this is like a good ultimate test because like i said i think he's i think his form is usually pretty right like top notch and so when they moved her i was like what in
1: the world is happening right now uh, uh yeah. um justin's gray i mean you have to, if you're yeah. going to win the games you have to move great. that's uh, right, one yeah. thing i always said about rich froning is is his movement is Impeccable, and and he, you know, it's it's impeccable for a reason. Like he's he's paying attention to those details. Um, those are the people who you see winning the games, not the yep. ones that mm-hmm. are always posting the best open time, like scores in the open. Th- this is the best way to to determine if someone's going to be really good at the, cross the games or not. Watch their open workouts. If they're moving mm-hmm. perfectly in the open, they're going to do really well in live competition mm-hmm. because in the open, it, it's all bro reps mm-hmm. and. If you're the person who's holding yourself accountable, even when it doesn't matter, even though you know you're not going to get a no rep, but you're still holding yourself accountable, you're going to do really well in life competition. Um, because you have that self-awareness and you have that attention to detail.
0: Back to, the, back to that judge. Do you, think, do you think she was being too uh, – I was listening to the guys on the Savon podcast talk about it. They, do you think she was being over, overly critical or do you think the rest of the judges were being too lenient? And so, therefore, it made her look like she was being extra strict. Like, do you think there was those were those were good reps that she was just saying no, or do you think? I, I
1: think, that? yeah, I think she was doing what she thought was was the right thing. Um, there's when people are moving really fast, mm-hmm. it's it's difficult to see. And, and usually, if I, I think she had a bias, like a, a you know a confirmation bias, I think she was looking for not locking out the top because they were moving fast. And I mm-hmm. think she was seeing that because she was <laughs> looking for it so hard. Um, <clears throat> the, the best example I can give is, um, you know, Spieler and Bridges, right? Back when I was competitive, um, those guys in certain movements, they just move so fast. And so I remember one time I was, I think it was a, a video of Josh, um, but I was like, there's no way, you know, he's not locking out at the top. He's not standing all the way up. And so I like freeze framed the video and, and paused it. And I was like, Oh, he's locking out the top every time. He's just, he's moving so fast. It's hard so to fast. see. And when mm-hmm. he's going full speed, it doesn't look like, like he's doing the, the correct form, but when you slow it down, you know, he's completing the movement. And and <clears throat> not that I didn't think Josh, you know, had integrity or anything, but I was just like, there's no way you can do that workout that fast. You know, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. He, he proved it. Um, so I, I just really think there was a confirmation bias. I think that that particular judge, I, I'm making an assumption here, but I think she was mm-hmm. looking for people not locking out all the way because in that type of workout, that's, you know, that's usually what happens when you're trying to move super duper fast. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the, the cost of one, no rep on that is basically, Oh dude, you're not gonna, you're not going to get through. Right. Um, mm-hmm. if everybody else is, is getting through. So, um, yeah, there, there's things that could be cleaned up. Um, I don't, <clears throat> I don't fault it to you know any type of nefarious activity
0: whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, with as much stuff was going on with the appeals, yeah, uh, I think that probably made it harder <clears throat> for the staff there to respond, mm-hmm. you, you know, in a timely manner or or to you know, because they're, I, I'm sure the head judge was constantly dealing with appeals so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not there watching that the yeah event unfold.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i heard somebody talk about that too that's where you know kind of where the head head judge needs to come in and be like hey make sure the the group of judges are being consistent you know on each each lane um
1: yeah the other thing they could have done is rotate them you know they had like one person judging rope climbs one mm-hmm. judge in overhead squats and one mm-hmm.
0: on the mm-hmm. sandbag oh that's um, yeah mm-hmm.
1: so I mean, maybe they had a good who they idea. thought was was their best, most competent people on the squats mm-hmm. for that reason. I don't know, <clears throat> but that's one way that you could maybe make it more fair is to rotate yeah. judges, just so the probability of of that happening, you know, in ha- having one bad lane basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah. it's it's just it's still a roll of the dice. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're still gonna. What if she no rep to everybody on a rope climber? <laughs> <laughs> just to get her her you know moment of glory yeah <laughs> poor girl i'm, I'm sure I she's heard some of this i
0: know already. i know i'm not I, i'm not
1: I, we're not being that person yeah
0: i'm not. really not trying to pile on the, the poor lady because I don't, I don't think she meant to like do anything but it was just it was a glaring it was a glaring like little little freckle on the competition if you'll say it's like a little <clears throat> little something something uh and i've I made this arg- i've made this argument in the past too about and i and i know why crossfit does it as far as like keeping a lot of the events secret secretive and like waiting like last minute to release them although i know overhead squats is like not like nothing nothing new but when they when they do when they do wait to last minute to release a workout like this year's games with like the f- the wall-facing handstand push-ups it also puts the judges, the judges at yeah at like a disadvantage because now they have to like also learn the standards. I feel like they have to, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I might be talking about Turks. I don't know what, how they prep the judges before, if they tell them beforehand, but um, it seems like when there is a new movement or something, or a, or a, you know, workout getting released last minute, those typically seem to have a lot of the most um, controversial type of calls with a, not only like the, the athletes trying to learn them on the fly, but also the judges trying to learn how to judge them correctly on the fly. Sure. And so, um, do you think? I guess my question is: Do you think they should continue the process of waiting last minute to release these, or do you think like, hey, just you know, five days, six days, seven days before a competition, we're just going to tell everybody what the workouts are?
1: Yeah, you know, that's. <clears throat> I I think it's better to to wait because I think that element. Uh, I, I think it has little to do with judging i've seen judging errors um or inconsistency like you said overhead squats you know that's the inconsistency can happen anywhere it's more of an issue with a a particular judge and and what they're looking for than it is uh the standard um if it's really confusing i I could think back to like maybe the wall facing handstand push-ups um that that could be confusing, but still I think it just came down to the judge. I, I don't think it was that difficult to to know what you're looking for. I do think it was difficult to see. Um mm-hmm. you're you're trying to determine when somebody's head is passing the plane of this white mm-hmm. line that, mm-hmm. that your eye level and how that lines up mm-hmm. with those three things.
0: Yep. And your legs uh, have to be a certain width and the legs have to be touched. Like you're you're looking at like three or four different kind of touch points per movement. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that one, I, I think that's um, not necessarily that the judges didn't have enough time to to kind of wrap their heads around the standard, but more that you're putting them in a really hard position. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you're asking a judge to, to look for you know, these multiple things, um, <clears throat> I, I think that makes it harder on them. Uh, so I, I like clear-cut standards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, you know, like in the open, you know, things like I don't like wall balls they have to hit a 10 foot target. Like mm. what, what does that mean? You know, you put the line at 10 foot and then mm-hmm. the center of the ball has to hit it. I like where you have a line and you, the ball has to clear the line because mm. that's easy to see. You can see mm-hmm. if I see the whole line and mm-hmm. then a little bit of the next color on the wall, mm-hmm. then I know it's a good rep.
0: Yeah, that's if a good I point. Can't see
1: the wall above the line. It's not a good rep. But now if I'm told that the center of the ball has to hit a line, well, shoot if that ball's a couple inches low mm-hmm. i what i'm probably going to say it's a good rep you know yep. and mm-hmm. then it, it gets that's obviously like a huge gray area and, mm-hmm. um,
0: you see that a lot a you day. see that a lot at the games mm-hmm. or any kind of competition where they just have like this you know the circle targets like they'll hit mm-hmm. kind of like the same thing and if, if it's not the what's the middle is kind of left up to interpretation so i've seen him where it hits kind of a little low whatever you get no rep i'm like dang, that's like, that's a sketchy, that's a sketchy yeah. rep because it's like, what was that? Nine and three quarters. <laughs> yeah. Three quarters <laughs> if it
1: hits the target, it's good. It is an okay standard to me. If yeah, it's like a, a free standing target, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to give those reps where it hits the very bottom of the target. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Which they know, don't.
0: It, which, yeah.
1: Some, yeah. Sometimes they might call and say, well, hit the edge of the target, which is probably a, a good call, but um, it, it's a tough call. Mm-hmm. And then you're so, also looking for squat depth. So that that makes it hard. You don't have a lot of time to see the the top.
0: Something else I'm not a fan of, and I want to get your take is I don't like the chip timers on the ankles. The ankle chip timer thing. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that because they're especially the the, the events at the. I mean, it's every year, but this most recent event, the Rock with the sandbag. Like people mm-hmm. are people are crossing the line, but like they're you know they're their foot's back. I think it was, I think it was Laura. I think Laura and Daniel Brandon. Yeah. Is it
1: thing? when the bag crosses the plane or is it, or are they going off the chip timer? I, I don't know um, how that was briefed.
0: Oh, they're going off the chip. T- so like if you're, you know, upper half of the body's across, but your legs back there. And then all of a sudden like somebody flips around. Cause I think that's what Laura did. Laura did like a, did like a somersault thing kind of over the top and yeah. got her and her, her foot crossed faster than Daniel's uh, foot. Therefore she got the W. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I, I think that happens a lot of you, you know, you see like, like guys sliding, you know, trying to get their foot across. Yeah. Why, why not just go like, I don't know, like a um, video
1: review. everything.
0: Yeah. Ba- well, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's like, if it's, if it's really that close, because man, if you're getting like majority of your body across, just because your foot's kind of dangling back there and you still lose, I'm not, I don't like it. I don't like it at all.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose you, if you had a, um, could set up every workout to have the same finish line. Uh, you could do what they do in track and field where they, they basically have. Uh, that's what I, yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a slow-mo camera and mm-hmm. they, they have the, the time and you can look when the person's body crosses that plane. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be one way to do it. Um, if, if that's what they wanted. I, I don't love the foot chip timer either. It usually doesn't factor in, but on something like that, it's, mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why the athletes were diving across. So, had think, they known that there was a timer on their foot, other than just maybe that gave them a little extra speed at, at the end of that to, yeah. to like gradually fall forward, it seems kind of like uh, just not a good technique. If yeah, if you're trying I, to get your ankle across, I, I think I
0: think they're going so fast, like just like right at the very end, they kind of lose their lose their footing. They kind of like, well, I know uh, Justin too. Justin kind of send it. He like said he like dove at the very end. Yeah. Uh, and so like same thing when you're diving head first and your foot's way back there, it, it only matters until your foot crosses, you know? So I, I don't I just, I'm not, not, a not a fan. I wish it would do more like track and field, like kind of what you're suggesting. I think that'd be a, a more accurate way to break it down.
1: Yeah. That's uh, probably just, a better measure in, in mm-hmm. those cases.
0: Switching <laughs> gears. Uh, I want to talk about the Brokeback Mountain Skull Skull Ranch
1: Challenge. Is that what it's called? Broken Skull Challenge. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: It's been a while. Yeah.
0: No, it's amazing. I know you you're on there for three seasons.
1: Yeah, they never should have canceled that show. It was a great show.
0: Dude, that was, I <clears> love <throat> that show. It was an awesome show, and I love yeah. me some freaking Stone Cold. However, I did see uh, a clip, uh, on because I was doing some homework on you, but you said, uh, and I quote, favorite thing you've ever done from a competition standpoint. Were you, Yeah. Were you, were you sucking up to the producers, Tommy, or was that a legit?
1: No, that was legit. A okay. Concert, <laughs> it's pretty painful, dude. <laughs> you that.
0: That. yeah yeah
1: skull sure. was fun it, it was a nice mix of um for sure dude you know, l- a little bit of my linebacker skills you know mm-hmm, we gotta mm-hmm. like mix it up and get physical yep. a couple times um just had some like you know it was just kind of grunt work type of stuff like mostly what they did was like drags and carries and, and you know pushes and then ends with a, a nice fast o course that was uh it, it was good challenge yeah
0: it definitely seems like and and how how much time is usually between each event because i know it's like a tv show too so i'm assuming there's probably a lot of time
1: yeah it was uh there's like a lot of hurry up and wait um, yeah yeah i could see that. i mean they'd, they'd walk the group out kind of mm-hmm. brief the event you know with like the the professional um, safety crew and everything and then like steve would introduce the event and then they'd like pause. <clears throat> He'd call two guys out, you know, ready to go. Uh-huh. And then it everything would stop. And then those two guys <laughs> would go do an interview, you know, and then they'd come back and uh-huh. actually do the thing. <laughs> and then they'd go do like their post interviews. Oh, great. And then Steve would call the next two. So it was, yeah, oh, it was yeah. a lot of hurry yeah. up and wait. Um, yeah. TV. I, I don't know if I should be revealing all these secrets, but but the, the TV stuff is, uh, not at all. What do you think?
0: <laughs> oh, um, no! I, I have. I mean, I have an idea. So, somebody. Yeah, I figured this was like, yeah, each event probably took like four hours <laughs> to yeah, get
1: one event yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, the competition was real. There was no. Yeah, yeah. Faking. Yeah. There, there mm-hmm. was no. You know, mm-hmm. telling For people sure. how the outcome should be. It, yeah. It was right. uh, a real competition with, with mm-hmm. you know, they ensured that it was fair. That's why they had like the the crew brief everything very, mm-hmm. uh, very specifically to make mm-hmm. sure that it was fair. But um yeah, it was so, like. Spent ninety nine percent of my time there, either standing around or sitting in a van, uh, not allowed to talk to anybody and no <laughs> cell phone.
0: Uh, did and I, don't, I don't know if I saw or read this correctly. Did the same guy beat you twice? Um, or maybe I, maybe I didn't understand it right. No, took you out twice. The same or was a different guy.
1: No, so I thought I, heard, was I was watching. A, I was watching some. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, see? who the yep. F is that guy? Who is that? Ian, guy? Yeah, Ian. um should should remember his last name.
0: Well, f you, Ian. Right? F he's a guy. he's a beast.
1: Um, no, he's a he's a really good fit, dude. Um, trains down with my buddy, or he did train down with my buddy Wayne Ouellette, um, CrossFit Crown Town, uh, down near L.A. So he was a college wrestler, mm-hmm. and um, you know, just just CrossFit fit guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, the first year or the first time I got beat. He basically I, – I never went really head-to-head with him in that. He just beat my time on the course. Um, so the first year I showed up in really good shape, it was um, it was right after the Open in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like probably the best shape I'd ever been in. Mm-hmm. Um, put out a, a really good time on the course. I beat some guy who was like a, a competitive Spartan racer. Beat his time by seven seconds. Yeah, I um, did. And then the next season, I came out a year later. I was not in as good a shape, <laughs> and um, they just had me run the course to set the time. You know, oh, they okay. uh, uh-huh. so I didn't have to actually compete against anybody. I just had to set the time that everyone would be trying to beat. And I ran it a little bit conservatively. Um, I just didn't want to make any mistakes. I didn't want to like uh, have to redo anything. So anyway, ran it a little conservatively, but um, yeah, I was pretty winded. Like I, I felt like I. Put out a good time, and um, that Ian guy got through and ended up beating me by I think like ten seconds or something like that. Uh, and then his time was bested by like thirty seconds by oh, um, geez. by Hunter McIntyre, who's uh, oh yeah, Hunter, yeah, freaking uh, anger uh, yeah, obstacle racing legend, and, and yeah, he's he become a good friend of mine. So mm-hmm. uh, there, from that point on, like there was no <clears throat> I mean, there was any chance of going to beat Hunter on a, on an oak course. Um, but yeah, they, they brought us back. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that up. You did. <laughs> um, <laughs> they brought us back for uh, like a, a all-star episode. <laughs> and uh, me and Ian squared off. And I was like, I, I kind of thought they might do that just because uh, there's a history there. Yeah,
0: it's good times. TV. It's good TV. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was, there was like some smaller dudes there. I was like, let. You know, put, anybody put, else, even him, against Any, the little guys. Like, don't yeah. put me against a collegiate wrestler. <laughs> right, right. So they had to square off in this trough of water where you have to get to the other side and ring the bell. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we kind of met in the middle, and it was a little bit of a stalemate. Like he, he couldn't pick me up and throw me or anything like that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I yeah, couldn't yeah. really, you know, move him back. He, he, he knew what he was doing, and yeah, probably more so than me. And uh, yeah, he got me by, by a couple seconds on that Damn. one. Damn.
0: So more intimidating, more intimidating, stone cold or Dave Castro.
1: Um, probably Dave. Um, (laughs) I mean, so so cold when you meet him, big softy, big softy, nicest dude. Um, a lot of those wrestlers are like that. Um, Dave is a very nice guy. The times I met him, but, and this might just be his personality, he always came across as, as kind of like, um, like he was hiding something or, or, (laughs) you know, and, and I think he probably intentionally, right. He, -hmm. I, I mean, I don't know what your, your take on this is, but it seemed like he was like almost too good of buddies with some of the CrossFit games athletes. Uh huh. Um, Uh but I also think he, I don't think he was, I I think he Uh, tried really hard to not, mm -hmm. you know, to, to like have this kind of like Mm -hmm. professional, um, wall up if mm. you know so to speak yeah. like um, um he, he just never seemed super personal but also I, it's not like i spent a ton of time with him yeah 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 um but yeah he's always kind of kept stuff more professional um so just didn't didn't seem as open you know mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. sharing or whatever is, is someone like steve who uh you know but also talked to steve you know for like five minutes it's not like <laughs> i didn't i spent more time with with dave than i have steve
0: you didn't. You didn't get to slam beers with uh, Stone Cold, or did you? You, did you get invited into his house or anything cool like that? Because when I was watching the, uh, when I was watching, oh no, that's
1: not his ranch, bro. That's a, that's just like some junkyard in north of Hollywood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait a second, that's not even the Stone Cold Ranch. That's just a make up, make believe. Come on, is it really? I, I yeah. didn't know that actually. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, no, but I'm not surprised.
1: <laughs> now Steve had a yeah he. He'd say, welcome to Broken Skull Ranch. That was just a set of the show. Um, he had a ranch in Texas. I don't even, I'm not sure if he has it anymore. Uh, I, I, but yeah, uh, we did We did not film that in Texas.
0: <laughs> I feel very gullible because now that you say it, it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> of, course <it's, laughs> of course it's not. But I thought like, oh, maybe you guys were on his actual ranch. I'm like, this is pretty awesome. You get to go, you know, guys are all just having a big slumber party in his house after each of it. No, that's not the case. Yeah. No,
1: I, I wish. Uh, no, we're just north. We're in Santa Clarita california um,
0: <laughs> so, right by six flags
1: yeah
0: oh okay yeah, i got you i got you yeah yeah uh so you only talked to steve uh, or stone Cold for a couple of minutes any uh i guess no nothing cool no story no cool interesting stories about
1: uh so about- first thing he asked me about was uh was burpees he's like hey what <laughs> it's to me what the deal is with these burpees i don't i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> that's so, hilarious you know because i think he was uh impressed by me yeah and uh you know and, and by my fitness and and i don't think anyone in the uh crew um uh, you know i think they had a, like uh, a little um not not actual betting but i think they had like uh-huh. kind of like they'd have like a pick 'em, like hey who mm-hmm. do you think's gonna mm-hmm. win you know what, what are the odds here um I don't think anyone in production was, was picking me to beat that time. Cause they, uh, you know, the, the dude put up a really fast time. Yeah. And um, so they're like, damn, you know what, what's this guy's training? Cause he's, you know, he's like a lot bigger. He should be faster. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, he asked me about burpees and I was just like, honestly, like I don't think there is a point. I, I think they just suck. I think that's the point. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like basically you know, they, they just suck. You don't like to do them. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they jack your heart rate up. So it's, it's just something that we mix in and CrossFit with a, mm-hmm. a lot of different movements to, uh, you know, to kind of train, you mm-hmm. know, just, just train the suck factor, basically like, like train <laughs> yourself to push through discomfort. Yep. Uh, he's like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll start doing some burpees. <laughs> uh,
0: well, Tommy, we are were, we we're a little off for that, over an hour. Um, Let's wrap this one. up let's wrap it up but any um any uh any upcoming like competitions you're being a part of any kind of like uh workshops you're running anything you want to make anyone aware of um underdogs uh, underdogs how's Bethy? how's um, bethany Shepherd? how she how's her training going
1: uh you should ask her <laughs> I, <laughs> I see her on social media she she oh, okay. left vegas um few months ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh shout out to bethany she uh recently just got married
0: yep yep. randy mm-hmm.
1: coach randy um mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're great people uh, i'll stand it right there when she attempted a, the open workout and she kind of just felt felt that her back wasn't gonna do it and that, and that mm-hmm. was like it for the season um mm-hmm. it was it was really just felt a lot of frustration for her because she she's one of those people like I, I could never do this. I do not. People are like, how are you so disciplined? I'm like, I'm not, I just, I get obsessed with things and yeah, yeah. kind of go all in with them, but I would mm-hmm. not say I'm a, a disciplined person. Uh, I, I'm quite the opposite in in some ways. I'm actually trying to work on that. But anyway, Bethany is super disciplined. Like she's in the gym every day doing all the things, all the mm-hmm. accessory work, mm-hmm. um, checking all the boxes. And, um, yeah, so, so that was hard, but, um, She's doing good. Uh, the underdogs crew right now, um, got a, a bunch of young kind of up and comers. Um, Alex Gazan is, is always in the gym. Uh, Carrie Pierce is, even though she's retired, she still, you know, comes in and freak out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her, uh, her boyfriend Mitch is pretty freaking solid. Like he's, uh, he, he had a good semifinals. I, I think he might hop on a team this year, but, but he's a beast. And, um, yeah, so, so anytime Carrie's around, uh, she's just got such a <clears throat> happy, you know, easygoing personality. She's like, she just brings a really good vibe. So <clears throat> I'm not in there training with them, by the way. I'm just okay. just, just around the underdogs crew. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, yeah, gotcha. I've been there a lot over the summer um, working with the team. So I've just been kind of remote coaching people, um, you know, as, as part of Justin's team of, of coaches with, with underdogs, uh, just helping out with what, what Justin Ashley Cotler have built and um yeah cheering Ricky on and uh at the rogue I was I was really happy to see uh, him out competing, you know, had a had a frustrated weekend. But uh yeah. Like R- Ricky's a, a good dude. It was fun to mm-hmm. see my my kids. I had him over the summer, my two older kids, uh my son got really into like watching um, you know, Ricky and, and some of the other mm-hmm. underdogs mm-hmm. athletes. And so he'd be in the gym like doing his own workouts and um, <clears throat> he's been working out like three, four times a week. Now he's an eighth grader. So just nice. to see him like, like look up to, to Ricky as a role mm-hmm. model. And mm-hmm. um, he had, uh, I don't know if Bo had heard, you know, that, that Ricky tested positive or something, or if I told him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just kind of like the backstory there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, he, he knew all the backstory and everything. And, you know, I, I just, I think it's cool that uh, how well, ricky's doing yeah and like i'm i'm stoked you know for him to be a role model to my son like like i think that's i i have utmost respect for everybody you know who's who's never tried a ban substance and that's the way everybody should do it Mm -hmm. but um you know for someone who could who can make a mistake and admit they made a mistake and Mm -hmm. and you know just put his head down and work for three freaking years yeah for real uh and come back like I, I just I, I think that redemption story is is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, and he's a, he's a great person.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I talked to him a little bit at the game this year. I, I like him. I'm i pulling for him. I hope he like you know. I love to see him like on the podium and stuff. I think he's, I think he's gonna be right there, especially in the next couple of years. He's gonna be he's gonna be pushing Justin for for that title spot. Yeah, uh, he's got a freaking
1: engine, man. If he can if he can put together a, another mm-hmm. solid weekend, you know the, mm-hmm. the workouts. You know the the workouts always have some effect. I think the handstand pushups really hurt him mm-hmm. uh, this last year. But but he's such a beast. His engine is
0: ridiculous.
1: Yeah. You know his yeah. his running capacity. So mm-hmm. uh, he he definitely can hit a couple home runs and then just mm-hmm. needs to to keep hammering away on on mm-hmm. the weaknesses.
0: Yep, good stuff. Tommy, you're a swell fellow, man. Appreciate you hopping on <clears throat> and uh, hopefully I'll chat with you down the road here again, man.
1: Thank you, Josh. Yeah, appreciate it's fun being on. Keep up good work with your training. Don't neglect the bike. Show the bike love. The bike will show you love.
0: <laughs> Wise words, buddy. I'm going to make a shirt that says that. <laughs> All right. Uh, catch take you down. Care.